So many people just work so hard for limited results. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Well, shout out to everyone who's been shooting me messages on Instagram. It was absolutely epic to get so many messages from you, especially around the episode that I just did on discipline. Obviously, it put a firecracker up most people's bums, which is amazing. But yeah, thank you if you shot me messages and let me know about it and shared it on your Facebook as well. It just seemed to be that one episode that sort of blew people's minds or gave them a kick in the ass. I don't know what it was, but I got a a bunch of messages from people and I saw a bunch of you sharing it as well on your social media. So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. It gives me good insights into the stuff to share. I know some episodes I go crazy, other episodes I back off. Sometimes I give tips and tools, but I just try to speak about whatever's on my mind for that day. And yeah, I'm glad the one on discipline helped. Okay. Let's talk today about something that is really important. I was just training with my personal trainer and he comes to our house and we were training. We've been training for a fair while together. In fact, I mentored him when I was a personal trainer and now, you know, he's my personal trainer. He was a, I think a state CrossFit champion. He decided to have kids though. So he stepped back from CrossFit just because of the amount of time and energy that it took. So amazing guy. But anyway, we're just talking about strategy. And he asked me about business and he said, because he asked me what I've been doing the last couple of days. And yesterday I had a client who owns a large electrical company here in Adelaide. And I went through, you know, some of the strategies and and things that I work with this person on. And so yesterday, what we did was we spent the majority of the day going back through and creating a custom strategy for his business. And then my trainer said, why do that? Like, what, what do you find is the benefit? Now, here's the benefit, and and this isn't just about business, by the way. You can generalize this into other areas, and we'll do that as we go through this episode. But I said, look, what happens is that when you first start a business, you have no idea what you're doing, and you're essentially you're shit at business. Most of the time, let's say you're a plumber, or you're an electrician, or let's say you own a dentist practice, or you're a medical doctor, you start your business. Now, you start the business because you're highly competent at a skill set, but that skill set isn't business. So then what happens is you start the business, let's say as a plumber and you start working and you go, cool, I'm getting a few referrals and I'm making great money. Well, yes, of course you are because you're getting referrals. So there's no marketing expense. You've got no administration yet. You're essentially getting people who you know to give you leads. But then after a while, those leads drop and you go, oh shit, what do I do? So you might go and join a little business networking group and you get a few more leads and leads through referral become your strategy. But then you get more and more and you start getting overloaded a little bit. So you think, I need to hire somebody. So then you hire somebody and let's say you hire an apprentice. Well, that apprentice is going to take, let's say, 30% of your time away from what you're doing. So you have a 30% reduction in productivity. Then what will happen is you'll start getting stressed out because at the moment in your head, the key strategy is make money, make good profits. But now some of those profits are going towards teaching an apprentice because in the future, You can utilize their skill sets to make that money back. Then they've got trade school and a whole bunch of other things. They make mistakes, they stuff things up, they break things. The key strategy and the key growth driver for most small business owners is money. 
let's say they get more work and they go, shit, I've got to get more work now in order to pay for the apprentice and to keep making the money that I'm making. So then they go out and hire a qualified person. That qualified person comes in. They have no real guiding mechanism for how they hire, how they retain, even where the company's going. So normally what happens is the management is by trial and error or just by, I call it communication by fire. That's where you run past and just fire shit out of your mouth. And you're like, hey man, I need this done today. Can you do this? Hey, remember to take that. And the person on the other end of your communication is like, yep, I think I got it all. Then they go and do the job. And afterwards you go, oh, how'd you go with that job? Did you remember this and that and this? And they, you watch their face light up and they go, oh shit, I forgot that. Now, as the owner, you get pissed off and you're like, yeah, but I told you that that needs to be done. The truth is that your communication as a business owner was dog shit. You don't hire properly. You've got no strategy so that the team don't understand anything. And most people are not auditory listeners. So if you go to the university system or the schooling system, the majority of people who go through the schooling system, about 70% of people from the last time I checked, about 70% are visual learners or kinesthetic. Visual people have to see stuff drawn out or they have to see stuff visually. Kinesthetics watch how you do something and then they need to do it in order to understand it. So 70% of the school system really does not learn in the way that school teaches us. And that's because the teacher stands up the front and talks. Now, 30% of the population hear things, they remember what they heard, and then they're able to execute on it. But that's 30% of the population. The rest of the 70% of population don't really understand what you say. Jess used to do this with me. Jess is my wife. For those of you who are new to the podcast, she essentially runs the business. You know, I'm the, I'm the head of the company, but she's the general manager and, and pretty much make sure that everything operates effectively. So Jess used to come to me and she would say things like, hey, I need you to call this person. Can you get that done? I need this done. And can you also send this report in? And I would say, yeah, that's fine. Because in my head, I go, yep, I gotcha. Then I start doing it. I get to the end of the day and I've got all this other crap going on. And then Jess comes to me and says, hey, you didn't send me this. And I go, oh shit, I forgot. And she said, yeah, but I, I told you. And I said, I know you told me, but I forgot. The reason is, is that she is an auditory learner. So if I ask Jess to get something, if Jess goes to the shops and I say to her, can you get this? She will remember that. Whereas if she tells me to get stuff from the shops, unless I write it down, I forget it because I'm a visual person. So if you write me a list, I can normally remember it. But if you don't write it down, I forget it. That's why I'm good at remembering stuff out of books. I'm good at remembering things that I see. I'm just not good at remembering things if it's just verbally communicated to me. So that's not my learning style. And that's 70% of the population. So most people, when they start their business, what they do is they will then communicate in an auditory way, but they're only going to get about 70% of employees that they have will not learn that way and not remember stuff. So then the owner gets pissed off. The staff member feels like they're disappointing the company or they're disappointing the boss. They start to feel uneasy and uncomfortable. The boss is pissed off and frustrated all the time. And eventually either the boss fires them or the staff member goes, you know what, I just don't like it here. And what they're really saying is I feel uncomfortable. I can't do my job effectively. I feel like I'm incompetent. I know that I'm not incompetent, but I feel like I'm incompetent and I feel like I don't have the right tools and support to do my job effectively. So they leave. That is super common in the workforce. It's probably most small businesses and, and even most large businesses. So then as the business grows, normally what will happen is the business owner keeps hiring more staff, but now they've got to understand marketing. So they go and they hire a marketing agency. 
the marketing agency, they let's say they pay $5,000 a month for marketing, but then they pay for Facebook ads. So they might spend $5,000 on Facebook ads and $5,000 for the agency. Yet, they don't really get $5,000 worth of leads. They might win one job here, one job there, but they can't directly relate it to their marketing. So for the business owner, they go, shit, I don't know if marketing's working. I don't know if it's not working. I don't really know what's going on. You know, I've had 10 people call up, but they just want me to do the cheapest job. That's not what we do. They're not our customers. And so the business gets more and more and more confusing for the business owner. Now, the more people that the business owner hires, in one portion or in one part, the business looks like it's growing because they've gone from one staff member, which is them, to now six people. But now with six people, the business is less profitable, right? Because there's more overheads. They might have to have an administration staff that doesn't earn cash. There's paperwork and chaos everywhere. There's marketing expenses going out. And so the business owner is now starting to get more and more erratic. They go, I need to work on the business, not in the business. Because this here is what most douchebags who teach business tell the business owner. They say, you've got to work on the business, not in the business. Now, they're sort of correct, but they're also not correct. Because Elon Musk is the richest person on the planet, and he still works on his business and in his business. As a business owner, we're always working on and in the business. It's just week by week or month by month, the percentages might change. We might spend 20 hours this week working on the business, and then next week we spend 20 hours a week working in the business, and then that that might be variable, right? So it depends on the scale of the business, the size of the business, and the problems that the business has. So what does this have to do with strategy? Well, what will normally happen, and this isn't just a business problem, this is most people's problem in life. The business owner is working their ass off but not getting anywhere because the business owner wants to make money. Now, if the business owner wants to pull out money, it needs cash, so it needs available cash flow. But then when it goes to the accountant, they might be talking about profit. Then someone else looks at the business and says, oh, your business is growing because you've got six staff and you've got four work vans. So the business owner goes, I don't know. Now, most business owners don't even know this, but they go, all that I know is that I wake up in the morning and I'm stressed as fuck because there's no money in the bank account. But at the moment, there it seems like we're making profit, but there's no cash there. And at the moment, staff are growing, which is a good thing. So now what we need to do is we need to make cash. So then they start winning more jobs. Then they go, oh crap, now we're overloaded with work. Now we've got to work really, really hard. Then they work really, really hard. The business owner jumps in in order to help the team. But then now the sales dry up. And then so the business owner skits out again. This here is how you get most small business owners, which are erratic, they are stressed out, they are burnt out, they are tired, they are overworked, and they're normally poor communicators because they're just flying by the seat of their pants trying to fix everything all at the same time. They actually don't know what they want. That's really what it is. They don't know what they want and they don't know what they're trying to achieve. And I would say that 99% of business owners who reach out to me who want to join my business growth odyssey mastermind, when I talk to them, like they'll say, our oh, business is going well. But when I start asking them questions, I can tell straight away that they have a lot of chaos around them. Now, I was telling my personal trainer about this and he says, this is sort of like the person who walks into the gym, right? And they walk into the gym and they say, I want to build muscle. Now, if you want to build muscle, you normally have to eat more calories. Now, more calories means more energy, which also means that you're going to gain a little bit of fat potentially. So if you eat more calories, you're probably going to gain a bit more fat, but you'll put on some more muscle as well. Now, a good trainer will allow you to do that in a very specific way where you can gain muscle, but not put on too much fat. Then what will happen is you diet down, you drop your calories a little bit, 
and slowly you lose weight over a 12 week or so period and you lean up, then you bulk again. And as you do that, your muscle mass goes up, but you can stay reasonably lean. Now, what will happen is the average person goes into the gym and doesn't really understand programming and doesn't understand strategy. What they'll do is they'll walk into the gym and they'll go, well, I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to do some cardio because I want to lift weights because I want to tone up. But at the same time, I also want to lose weight. I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to severely reduce my calories, which I'm not really even tracking, but I just know that I need a diet. So I'm going to eat some soup and I'm going to eat some salad and shit. And I know I probably need a protein shake, so I'm going to go buy one of those because some dude told me to eat a protein shake or have a protein shake. And then, you know, maybe on the weekend, I might go for a jog. When they do that, they're trying to achieve four or five things at the same time. By doing that, if you're a beginner, and this is what happens in small business as well. If you're a beginner, you get results quick. But what happens is it's a false win. So the person who walks into the gym goes, wow, I lost three kilos in two weeks, I must be doing something right. But they're actually doing everything wrong, right? I mean, they, they, they're going to the gym. That's a good thing. And they're probably eating a little bit better. And that's a good thing. But the rest of the strategy is fucked. It's not going to work. And then so they keep going to the gym and they keep trying to do stuff and it's not working, which then frustrates them and they get annoyed. So you'll see people who've been going to the gym for 20 years and they still look exactly the same. When I was a personal trainer, I see guys come into the gym all the time and they looked identical for like 10 years straight. Nothing changed. They looked exactly the same. They were the people that, that had no strategy, but they were also the guys that had their heads up their ass. And every time as a personal trainer, I would go up, they're like, nah, man, I'm all good. Like, you know, I read this in a bodybuilding magazine and then I was looking up some stuff on the internet and I found this. They actually don't know what they're doing, but they think they know what they're doing. And so they try to figure it out themselves, but they actually don't have really have the competency to do it. And so that keeps them stuck. Now they're training because they like to train. Good on them. They're just not going to get results. So they've, they've hit their glass ceiling. Are you ready to raise your standards, achieve more, and stay accountable like never before? My brand new Dominate program is designed to give you year-round accountability and keep you consistently winning. Inside, you'll get epic trainings in mindset, wealth, health, and relationships, plus weekly group coaching calls to combat inconsistency and to stop you falling off the bandwagon. No more trial and error, no more going through the motions, no more feeling unfulfilled at the end of your year. Just a chance to be your best, do your best and to dominate. No locking contracts, cancel anytime. Join now via the link in the description or at michaelmojo.com. A lot of small business owners cap themselves because of that reason. If you get wins, and, and this is something that most people don't know about business. As a business owner, you essentially have to go through an identity crisis to change and evolve as the business grows. So small business owners are erratic, they need to learn a lot. If, if you're self-employed, that's different. But normally when you start taking on staff, you become erratic. You've got no system. You've got not a lot of processes. You don't really understand a lot. So you're learning a lot through mistakes. This is where I speak to a lot of small business owners and they'll say things like, you know, I can't afford to do your business mastermind. And, and I hear this every week by a lot of business owners. I can't afford it. But what will happen is they will waste potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions on mistakes. So if you hire the wrong person, let's say you hire the wrong, let's say you've got the wrong accountant, you might pay an extra $20,000 tax. You just lost $20,000 by having the wrong accountant. Then what happens is that let's say you go along and you hire a staff member. You might hire an administration person. That admin 
puts everything in, documents everything, and you think, wow, this person's doing a great job. Then eight months later, let's let's say that they're going to earn $60,000 a year. Let's say they are about eight or nine months into the year. If they're earning 60 grand a year, you've already paid them around about 40 or so thousand for their work. Now, as a business owner, you don't have to make, like for anyone who's employed, as a business owner, I don't make $100,000 and then have $100,000. I make $100,000, which comes into our business and then the tax department says, oi, where's my fucking money? And I go, okay, Mr. Taxman, I owe you money. Now, if I don't pay the tax man, he just shuts my shit down and everyone loses their jobs and I essentially go bankrupt. So you do not fuck around with the tax department or government agencies. So I don't get $100,000 that I get to spend. I now have to pay tax. So let's say the tax rate is 30%. So I've just earned $100,000, but now I have 70. Now 70 hits the bank account. But now I've also got to pay for the accountants in order to do the accounting. So let's say that's going to cost me you know, let's say out of each staff member, that's going to cost me another, it depends on how big the business is. I mean, our tax bill is fairly decent. Like it's more than a wage. You know, I was talking to a business owner the other day. They have a large business. They have a whole team of accountants. So they essentially have an accounting business inside their business. It's that big. So what my point is, is that if you look at that staff member, they've cost $40,000 now before you've realized that they're shit and they're doing a, a bad job. But you don't have to earn $40,000. You've got to pay in, in Australia, you have to pay tax. You pay superannuation, which is like a 401k. It's their retirement fund. You've also got to pay all the insurances. Plus then staff members fuck shit up. So if you have a drill and they break a drill piece, that's another $10 or $15. Then if it's an apprentice, the apprentice does something and breaks a pipe, there's another half a day of work. You've got to pay staff for that. So there's more profit out the door. So a lot of businesses, like I was talking to a business owner today, and their profit margins were around about 5 to 7%. So for every $100,000, they have $5,000 left, right? That's it. Most people just don't realize this when they start their small business because when, when you're a self-employed person, if you make $100,000, self-employed person most of the time thinks, I got $100,000. A year later, they do their tax and the tax man goes, where's my fucking money? The self-employee goes, crap, I don't have any money because I have a jet ski. I bought a motorbike. I went on a holiday. Life was great. Oh, crap. Now I've got to come up with $30,000. Oh, shit. Right? And that's normally what happens. So that's lesson number one. That's the mistake number one of a beginner business owner. So these are the things that happen. So let's say now that this business owner has gone through the the journey of hiring a staff member but 8 months in they realize this staff member's crap that's just cost the business 70 or 80,000. dollars And so when a small business owner says I can't afford to go to a mastermind or hire a coach I go okay this is going to be interesting because what will happen is they've now just lost $80,000 but in their own mind the ignorant business owner goes yeah, but at least now I've got some sort of stuff and I've learned some things, but I could have taught them that and they would have been able to learn stuff within the year that is more than that, than just that one mistake. So what you'll find is a lot of small business owners make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of mistakes before they actually start generating good income as the business grows, unless they stay self-employed. What they really need as the business starts to grow, they have to learn a lot of stuff really quickly. But then the next step is they need to create a clear strategy. And just like the person who goes to the gym, if you don't really know what you're trying to accomplish and you're not 100% definitive on it, 
then you don't know what to do and you don't know what not to do. That's a really important question. What am I going to do? What am I not going to do? When a business owner comes in and they're like, we want to grow profits, but at the same time, we want to grow staff, but at the same time, we want to take market share, but at the same time, we want to be an industry leader. That business owner is so confused about where to go. Now, you imagine going bowling and there's a road and you just roll the ball down the road and you don't even know if it's going to hit the pins or not and it rolls off to the side and you don't know what angle the road is on. That's what happens is that most business owners don't really know what they're trying to aim for. They don't know where the balls are going. When you have a clear strategy, you essentially grab that lane and you put all the bumpers in and you're left with a really small lane that the ball just fits down. And so what I was doing yesterday when I was working with this business owner who owns the electrical company was we sat down and we build the foundations of his company. So we go through what are the mission, what are the vision, what are your values of your organization? Now, if you do that correctly, now most people don't. I have worked with hundreds of business owners who go to business coaches and stuff, and it is really wrong. If you can't drive every decision in your business by your vision, your mission, and the values of the organization, you will have cultural problems and you'll have growth problems. Once you get that right, then what I did was I sat down and I spent time and we come up with a strategy. The strategy should allow us to achieve our mission. Once you've done the strategy right, then you can do things like create department KPIs or key performance indicators. You can make sure that the departments in the organization are running effectively. Now, even if you've got five staff, you still need to break it up in departments. So if you're going to hire a marketing person, they're essentially your marketing department. If you do sales, you're essentially doing part of the role of a sales department. The faster you can start your business by thinking about departments, the faster you actually grow your business. But you've got to have a strategy first. If not, you'll grow the business, you'll have the departments, and then you're like, fuck, I don't know how to drive the performance of the team. I feel like my sales team are doing a shit job. The marketers aren't getting enough leads. The delivery, they're going out and visiting customers and they're breaking things and they're making mistakes and they're not effective and they're not efficient. That comes because they don't have a clear strategy and so they can't give clear targets to the teams, but they also can't give clear targets to the individual because the individual works for the team. The team then should achieve targets, which then helps the business strategy. Then the business will work effectively. If the strategy is good, then it will achieve the, the mission and the vision of the organization. And the culture comes from the values. So if your values are correct, you'll hire the right people and you'll have the right people in the right positions. All of this stuff happens because you've got the right plan and you understand how to build the plan properly. Just like the gym person, if they don't have the right plan, they're not going to get the right results. Now, this is something that I was talking to a person last week, a person who's trained for a long, long time. They just signed up with me to do my mindset and lifestyle coaching, which means that I do their gym programming as well. The reason why I do fitness, mindset, and business, right? They're the three key things that I do. Mindset is essentially personal development. If you can't grow a person's mind, then they're stuck. So a person has to grow mentally all the time. Then from there, you have your body. If you don't look after your body, then your mindset is going to be affected by the food you eat and by how you feel about yourself. So as a business owner, you have to be effective and confident in what you do. And most business owners aren't. Why? Because most feel like shit. They're tired. They're grumpy. They don't look after themselves. If you're not getting the best out of your body, you will never get the best out of your business and you will not get the best out of your staff. So you have to look after your body, your mind as the business owner. And then from there, you've got to have the right tools to grow a business. Now, I've had people say, well... You know, you can't be good at everything. Try telling Elon Musk that, right? Now, he might not be the best father and he might not be best at health, but when it comes to business, he is a fucking stud at most areas in business, unlike most people. 
I believe that when you're super dedicated to growth, you can grow a lot of areas in your life. You know, I hear the whole like, you know, master of nothing, whatever that fucking phrase is that people say. That's normally idiots to say shit like that. As a business owner, you can actually be highly, highly competent at your skill. So you can take someone who is a really highly competent carpenter and they can become an extremely good business owner and they can become an extremely good athlete. Look at Kobe Bryant. He went from being a professional basketball player to a business owner to a, a screenwriter that won awards as writing screenplays and he was creating children's books. This is because he has the mindset of greatness. The way he does one thing is the way he does everything. He puts effort into everything. I remember when I was a cleaner, I worked just as hard as what I do now as what I did when I was a cleaner. Now, I was cleaning toilets, but I knew that if I did a good job, I'd feel proud of myself, just like I do in this business. I feel proud of myself when I put in the work. Most people don't feel proud of themselves because they don't put in the work because they keep training themselves not to put in the work. And remember, everything is a habit. So we have habits on how we make decisions. Most people are indecisive because they keep training themselves to be indecisive. And that creates more fear. The more fear they have, the more indecisive they are. That's a habit. If you have a habit of working really, really hard, you work really, really hard at anything you do. But then it becomes, can you work hard and be effective because you've got the right strategy and the right plan? So this episode was all really about the chat that I had between my personal trainer that if you're in the gym and you don't have an effective plan, you'll work your ass off and you probably won't get that far. If you're in a business and you've got if you don't have an effective business plan, or when I say business plan, most business plans are shit, but you need an effective strategy. The way that you get your strategy is you have to get clear with the foundations of the company, which are your vision, your mission, and the values of the organization, so you can build the strategy off of. The strategy should help you to achieve the mission of the company. So if you do that right, everything will streamline, and watch what happens. You become more effective, more efficient. The two biggest wasted costs for most businesses are taxation and staffing. If you do your taxation wrong, you're probably going to lose money, right? You, you'll lose money that you don't need to lose. And then if you've got the wrong staff, you're going to lose a shit ton of money. But you're going to get the wrong staff and they're not going to work effectively if you don't have the right strategy and the right plan. That's why you need it. But this is for every area of life. If you want to grow any area of life, you've got to have a strategy, you've got to have a plan, and you've got to execute it effectively. So just something to think about, Driven Mofos. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And once again, sharing's caring. Remember to share this with your friends, your family, and all those who you know will get value out of this podcast. Thanks for being part of this community of Driven Mofos, and I'll see you on the next episode.